Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Joy podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Curry, and today we're going to talk about true abundance in God. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and let's get started. Years ago, before the age of electronic banking, I would use a ledger to balance my checkbook. And more than once, my math was incorrect. And it was incorrect in my favor. And as a single parent with three kids and limited income, there were times where I really struggled to make ends meet. Doctor's visits and unexpected field trips and oh, just all the things that come with raising kids um, kept it so that money was tight and I did what I could to provide for my family and balance life and work and being able to spend time with them and provide for them. But there were times where money was really tight and there was a few times that I had made errors in my calculations of what I had in my bank account. And the day that I figured it out, this happened more than once, <laughs> unfortunately, but the day that I figured out that I had over $1,000 more in my bank account than I actually remembered or knew, I wanted to laugh and cry at the same time because I was like, oh my gosh, like we were going without and just skimping by on stuff when actually we didn't necessarily need to be <laughs> skimping by on and just going by with the bare minimums. And so many times in life, that's how it is. We don't realize or we don't tap into what is really available to us. And one of those things that we have available to us is knowing who we are in Christ. Really knowing our value and our position as a believer makes the whole world a difference. If we believe that we are not worthy or we are not loved or God's not good, we basically count short our blessings and we count ourselves out for the good things that God has for us. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the truth of who we are in Christ and who God is. A lot of times we see God as distant and disinterested when actually the Bible says that he is intimate and involved with us. Psalm 139 says, O Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts from afar. Now that sounds like a God who's intimately involved with us. The other thing that we sometimes believe about God is that he's stern and demanding. But the Bible says that he is accepting and filled with joy and love for us. Zephaniah 3.17 says that God rejoices over us with singing. He sings over us. He is so delighted in us. For many years after my divorce, I felt just so abandoned. I felt that God had rejected me as I had been divorced and I just felt like he didn't love me or he didn't care about me. And then I read one day 
From Isaiah 62, verse 4, it says, You shall no more be termed forsaken, nor shall your land be called desolate any more. But you shall be called Hezbollah, my delight is in her, and your land shall be called Beulah, married, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married, owned and protected by the Lord. As I memorized and began to meditate on those words, they changed my heart. They helped me to realize that God receives me, that he delights in me, and that he is really my husband taking care of me and protecting me and my kids. Hebrews 13.5 says that God will never leave me nor forsake me. Those words he promises repeatedly that he will not leave me or forsake me. And Deuteronomy 32 says that I am the apple of his eye. (laughs) God protects us. He is intimately aware of what we are going through and he is always there for us to count on. I had to retrain my thinking when it came to God because I had been so hurt. I had believed lies that God wasn't there, that he had abandoned me and so forth. I had to reprogram my thoughts towards him. Now, that might sound funny, but we have to believe God. And it's a choice to believe that he is good. And as we meditate on his word, and as we begin to trust him, he continually shows himself faithful. Now, this is more than just the power of positive thinking. It's actually allowing God to open your eyes to the goodness that he has provided for you and that he is there every step of the way. Many times we are just like I was with my bank account, skimping by and thinking that I don't have enough and I have to be stressed out and trying to find ways of just getting by when actually I have more than enough to meet my needs. And when we start to know who we are in Christ and know God's heart towards us, that gives us the boldness to go before our Father and ask Him for things and enter into that relationship that He wants with us. He wants us to come to him and ask him for wisdom. He promises to give all who come and ask for wisdom without finding fault. But we have to have faith and believe that he will then reveal wisdom to us. There's so many promises in the Bible for those that are abiding in Christ His word says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you will and it will be done to you. Those are some pretty big promises. But when we know who we are in Christ, that we are God's child, that we are delighted in, that we are loved and that he promises to provide for us and give us everything that we need, then we have that boldness to ask him and we're not doing what the world does of trying to ask the universe by doing so many ritualistic 
actions or saying so many times or writing so many times the things that we want, trying to get the universe to give it to us. We have a good Heavenly Father that's already promised things to us. And from that position of a child of the King, then we can declare, then come into agreement with God of the things that he's promised to give us. And we can declare those things that he has promised us into our lives. Like, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. There is such power in the word of God. And when we put his words in our mouth and we declare them over our lives, it brings such abundance and joy and freedom. I love the book of Isaiah. And I'm going to read chapter 43, a little bit of it here. It's just so powerful. And it talks about God's love for us. Despite past judgments for Israel's sin, that's us. Thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captives. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Those words to me just express such loving tenderness of God. He basically is saying that he's putting all the past judgments that should be held against me and you, he's putting them away and he's saying, fear not that I have redeemed you. I have ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captives. That ransoming that he did for you and for me and that paying of that price instead of leaving us captives, that was Jesus. That was his sacrifice. God sent his only son to be our sacrifice instead of leaving us captives, captive to sin, captive to eventual eternal death. He loved us, and so he sent his son to redeem us, to ransom us by paying a price for us instead of leaving us captives. It says, I have called you by your name. You are mine. With his arms open wide, he reaches out to us. Knowing our past, knowing our failures, it says that he created us, he formed us, he knows our form, he knows our weaknesses, he knows us better than we know ourselves, and yet he sent his son because he loves us to ransom us, to pay the price so that we can have that open relationship with him. He calls us his. He says, you are mine. You're called by my name. He calls us his children. And he doesn't want us to fear. He doesn't want us to fear his judgment because now we don't have to. We are under the blood of Jesus. The Bible is full of these promises that we can count on God, that we can count on God to meet our needs, to be there for us. 
It doesn't promise that life is going to be easy or perfect or that we're never going to have trouble. Actually, it says the opposite. (laughs) Jesus says in this world, you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Just like all those years ago when I was struggling through my divorce and finding myself and basically building my self-esteem and my life and my health and my mental health and everything back from square one, God was writing his redemption story in my life. And if you are struggling today, if you are that person who is struggling to make ends meet like I was as a single parent, or if you are just finding yourself in just a shattered life, tragedy, divorce, heartache, pain, loss, whatever it is, you can trust that God has your best interest in mind. He loves you and he's not standoffish or just disinterested and distant. He is ultimately, intimately acquainted with what you're going through and he desires to have an open relationship with you. Put into practice this week some of the things that we've talked about today with changing your mindset by memorizing scripture or just writing it out and putting it on a post-it note and posting it someplace where you can look at it and remind yourself of God's goodness or whatever it is that you're believing God for. And know that there's power in your tongue. There's power in life in your tongue. And you can declare God's promises over your life and basically cash in on the things that God has for you. Don't let them just sit in the bank and sit there unused when you really could use them. Don't be walking around like a pauper when you should be living as a king. So I encourage you to do this today and this week. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I've got some scripture memorization cards that I have available. I would love to share those with you. If you would like to have a copy of those, go ahead and email me or stop over to the unstoppable-joy.com website and we'll get those to you. Be blessed. Have you looked at your power bill lately? I had no idea, but consumer energy's prices have gone up 40% in the last three years. It's pretty scary when you think about it. Who knows what the ceiling is going to be in energy costs. And that's why I want to encourage you to reach out to Solar Grids Grown Rapids. This company has been around for over 13 years and they are providing homeowners and businesses with solar grids so that they can then supplement the amount of electricity that they use and in some cases actually sell it back to the electric company. Once you have your solar grids installed, you can lock in your electricity rates for the next 25 years. That's a huge savings if you think about it. And there are also incentives to have solar grids installed in your home up to 30% of tax rebates. Wow, those are some big numbers. So reach out to Solar Grids Grand Rapids today 
at solargridsgrandrapids.com and ask them for a free consultation. They'll be happy to go over your current electricity bill with you and see if Solar Grids is a good fit for you. Solar Grids Grand Rapids not only services the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, but all of Michigan and actually the entire U.S. So no matter where you live, give them a call. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The more that we get the word out, the more we can spread that joy and make a difference in our world. Thanks for joining in.